Listener Production. Hello, friends. It's Friday, and that can mean one singular thing. It's time we hit pause on the straight news cycle and dive headfirst into a very queer question. Because come on, let's be real. I know you have queer questions about what's going on in the world. You don't have to pretend. And you're in luck because we here at Come Out Wherever You Are, we have queer answers. Today's question is quite simple. Why is everyone talking about Singapore? To answer it, we are going to need to backtrack a bit. Singapore, officially the Republic of Singapore, is a sovereign island country and city-state in maritime Southeast Asia. It has the third highest population density in the world. It has four official languages, English, Malay, Mandarin, and Tamil. And according to the Pew Research Center, Singapore is the world's most religiously diverse nation, with 31% of its population practicing Buddhism and 18% practicing Christianity. In short, it's a melting pot. And what happens when you mix a bunch of different types of people together? Well, they disagree about a lot of things, don't they? And this, my friends, has caused, both historically and presently, quite a bit of tension when it comes to LGBTQI plus rights. Now, Singapore is known for its conservative values. Some say it's the most conservative capitalist country in the world, with the dominating religious and political parties often focusing their efforts on maintaining traditional values amongst the people of Singapore. So it would have come as a very big shock to some locals when Prime Minister Lee Sien Luang declared during his National Day rally speech that the country would repeal its controversial 377A gay sex law, which was added to the penal code back in 1938 under British colonial rule. The PM, whose nephew is gay and married his partner in South Africa back in 2019, said this. Private sexual behavior between consenting adults does not raise any law and order issues. There is no justification to prosecute people for it, nor to make it a crime. He also said, I believe this is the right thing to do and something that most Singaporeans will now accept. This will bring the law into line with current social mores and, I hope, provide some relief to gay Singaporeans. So... That's the news that started this conversation. Singapore has repealed its 377A homosexuality law. But why is our community and the Aussie media still talking about it? Let's answer some questions that I'm sure you already have. Question number one. What is section 377A? Verbatim, the penal code states any male person who, in public or private, commits or abets the commission of or procures or attempts to procure the commission by any male person of any act of gross indecency with another male person shall be punished with imprisonment for a term which may extend to two years. Translation, men can't have sex with men. Got it? Question number two. What about women? Interestingly, the law does not criminalize sex between females. They got off scot-free. Question number three. Why was it created initially? According to historians, Section 377A was actually created back in 1938 to deal with the problems of public male prostitution, which were rife back then, not because homosexual behavior was seen as unacceptable. That's something we added on later. Question number four. Is this the first time they've tried to repeal it? Like, when did this all start? Section 377A has been repeatedly challenged more recently. So back in 2010, 2012, 2018, and then that 2018 
challenge lasted into 2020 and 2022, all as being unconstitutional. So far, all of the challenges have made chiefly based off of Article 12 of the Constitution of Singapore, which guarantees all persons equality before the law. And then there's Article 9 of the Constitution, which guarantees all persons the right to life and the right to personal liberty. But unfortunately, each time the challenge has failed. Question number five. When the PM says in line with current social mores, what does he mean? And it's a very good question. In short, he's saying that times have changed. For one, and this was referenced in the speech, police officers haven't actually arrested gay men for having sex for decades. For the past 15 years, Singapore authorities have gone on record stating that they do not and will not actively enforce the law governing gay sex. And while that may be true, the most recent research studies that have been published, one that was just released in August of 2022, shows that a majority of Singaporeans are against same-sex marriage. Some 66% agree with a proposal to legally enshrine marriage as only between a man and a woman. And 55% said no when asked whether they would personally support gay marriage. Only 31% said yes. I also found that Singapore government has recently announced it will double down on its restrictions of LGBTQI plus content in films released in the city-state. They recently gave, for example, the family film Lightyear a NC-16 rating, meaning that children under the age of 16 weren't allowed to see it because of a single same-sex kiss in the film. So as far as the, quote, current social mores the PM is referring to, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what he means and how people will feel about it. Is it moving in the right direction as far as acceptance is concerned? Sure. But it's not clear, based off our research, if Singapore is still a safe and accepting place for queer people. Question number six. If people aren't being arrested and put in jail, then why does the law being repealed matter? According to many local LGBTQI plus activists, Singapore is a country in which many people take their social cues from the government. I'm quoting here. If the government says that something is not acceptable, it's criminal, and it builds in the mindset of Singaporeans. Consequently, they're less open to having conversations about sexuality. Even though gay men might not be prosecuted in Singapore, a lot of them live in fear of their identity being exposed. Or if they do come out as a gay person, they fear that they might be subject to a lot of discrimination. In the past, if you came out to your parents, they might reply with a, but it's illegal. Now, they can't say that. Question number seven. It's a pretty religious nation. How do the churches feel? Well, church organizations in Singapore are not happy with the news. But amid pushback from church organizations, the PM has said the repeal of Singapore's controversial Section 377A of the Penal Code would not sway the government from protecting traditional family and societal norms about how marriage is defined. This means the government will amend the Constitution to ensure same-sex marriage cannot be introduced. And that's it. Right there. That's the sentence that keeps us all talking. In fact, let's just do a little rewind, play it all again to really drill it home. This means the government will amend the Constitution to ensure same-sex marriage cannot be introduced. So, let's recap. Singapore is a conservative nation. The country has mostly been divided on the issue of gay rights. The PM has just announced that gay sex won't be criminalized, but they will be amending the Constitution to ensure same-sex marriage can't be introduced. That's right. 
Officials told local media the same day as this announcement that they would amend the Constitution so that Parliament alone will have the power to redefine marriage. This puts any decision on gay marriage firmly in the hands of the government, not the courts. Prior to this news, discrimination against gay Singaporeans existed because they inherited the outdated laws from the British. But with this news, they've taken a pretty bold step in making that discrimination their own, weaving it into their constitution, weaving this hatred and the homophobia into their current social and cultural views, drawing a line in the sand, if you will, that Singapore won't stop you from having sex. You can do that, but they can and will stop you from getting married because you are, in their eyes, less than. So yeah, they took a big step forward by repealing 377A. And of course, many Singaporeans are very happy about that. It is a massive relief for so many people. But how many steps back did they take by amending the Constitution? The PM argued in his speech that this was necessary, as gay marriage is fundamentally a political issue, not a legal one. But legal experts say it shuts off a path to recognizing same-sex unions as it makes it more arduous to mount constitutional challenges. In some countries, such as the U.S., gay marriage had become a reality through landmark court decisions. It just feels like a bit of a game of chess, right? Like the government wants to win over some of the country by showing the LGBTQ community some support, but they don't want to alienate the conservatives. They don't want it to be this, the left one and the right loss situation as that would cause a ton of tension. So they said, you know what? We'll get rid of the law for the left, but introduce a new one for the right. Singapore may have hoped that in legalizing homosexuality, it could close what many see as a shameful chapter in history. And it does a little bit, but far from resolving the issue of queer discrimination, the country has just opened up a new era of contention. The activists are already planning their next great challenge, which is gay marriage rights. I mean, think about it. I don't know where you're living right now, but how would you feel if the country that you are in legalized your sex, made that totally okay, but not your marriage? Would you be excited that it was moving in the right direction? Or would you be defeated that your rights were still up for debate? Would you stay close by your family? Or would you want to flee to another country in hopes of living this authentic life surrounded by people you love and trust where you have a chance of getting married just like everybody else? For most of you, myself included, the feelings of living under these laws and debates and internal trauma that it can cause are probably very fresh. I mean, the Commonwealth only passed the Human Rights Sexual Conduct Act in 1994, legalizing sexual activity between consenting adults in private through Australia. And Tasmania only repealed its law prohibiting sex between men in 1997. And then, of course, Australia only legalized same-sex marriage on the 9th of December 2017. That's a lot. I know how hard it can be to live in a country where you don't have a right to get married. I do. My heart... It goes out to Singapore, and I'm really hopeful that things continue to change in that country in the right, more accepting direction. You can share your opinions with us on Instagram at comeoutwhereveryouare. Just spell the words out. And in the meantime, stay tuned for more coming out stories and issues that matter most to our community in and outside of the closet. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, please email us at comeouttous at gmail.com. That's comeout, T-O-U-S, at gmail.com. 
Come Out Wherever You Are is presented by me, Sean Seps, producer Lindsey Green, executive producer Jennifer Goggin, and audio producer Chris Marsh. Talk to you soon.